In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Here's a question for you to consider. What would you try if you knew you couldn't fail? What would you attempt if you knew everything would turn out? What would you risk if you knew you'd still be okay? So, would, would you start a, your own business or retire? retire? <laughs> Very good. Write a book, go sing karaoke, or better yet, sing a solo in church or join the choir. Or, you know. We're thinking about having a choir, by the way. So, so those of you who would you know, think that would be quite a jump, you know, might want to take a, take a try at it. Or would you, uh, you know, make different investments? Or would you finally tell off your mother-in-law, which you've always wanted to do and didn't think you could? Or... You know, what, what would you try? Uh, but what if, in order to kind of believe that this could happen, what if you knew you had a mentor that could walk you through this, that had been there and done that, had the fruit hanging on the tree, and, was gonna, and you had a backer like that? What if you had a, a guide or a, a mentor like that? Would that... Would that make it a little easier to believe for you that this could happen? That is what our lessons for today are talking about, both the Old Testament lesson and the Gospel lesson, certainly. The Lord God comes to Abraham and he says, Don't be afraid, Abraham, because I'm going to be your shield and your guide, and I'm going to take you to a, a new land and and great things are going to happen. Well, I don't even have any descendants. What am I going to do about that? I've just got this slave. Is he going to... No, 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 no. You're going to have your own descendants. They're going to be like the sands on the, on the shore and the stars in the sky. And I'm going to give you a future you can't even imagine. I will be your guide. Now, if Abraham had not had that promise, do you think he'd have pulled up stakes and moved across the continent to some place he didn't know? I don't think so. But because he had God's promise, then he knew he could not fail. And he didn't. And it turned out to be exactly the way God had promised for him. In the Gospel lesson for today, Jesus says a similar thing to his followers. He says, Do not, do not be afraid, little flock, for it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Give your possessions away. Give alms to the poor. You're going to be fine. You've got the Lord God backing you. It doesn't get any better than that. This is a follow-up to last Sunday's lesson where we talked about money and stuff and possessions. And this Sunday, it says, and this is the kind of freedom you could have if you weren't fixed on money and possessions and stuff. You could give of yourself without ever having to worry because you can't possibly fail. God promised you won't. Always keeps His promises. It's a good bet. You can't fail in that. You can, be, you can give freely of yourself, and it's going to be okay. You'll always have enough. The Lord God promised. Do you believe the promise or don't you? That's the question for us, like Abraham and like those disciples. Jesus went on to say, Where your treasure is, so is your heart. It's interesting he didn't say it the other way around. 
where your heart is, that's where your treasure is going to go? No, 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 no. Wherever your treasure is, your heart will automatically be there. So whatever you treasure, that's where your heart's going to go. What you treasure means what you value. So if you value, well, let's say, education, probably you would be sitting down with your kids and reviewing homework and your grandkids. You'd be starting a college fund so they could go, because you value education. Or if you value family, you'd probably be sitting around the table, having a meal together, talking to your family, playing with the kids and grandkids, going to their activities, doing things, interacting with them, because that's where your heart would go. That's what you value. And as Andrea said, if you value money, well, you know, that's kind of where your heart's going to be. Or your possessions and stuff, that's where your heart's going to be. So if you value those things that don't rust and don't decay, Jesus said, that's what it means to build treasures in heaven. And then he went on to say, um, you know, you, get, you, have to, you have to make sure that you put your, your value in the right things. Then your heart will go to the right place. So um, many, many years ago, there was a medical missionary. You may have heard of Dr. David Livingstone, worked in the heart of deepest, darkest Africa with the natives there. And he sold his possessions and, and put his money and his stuff into that medical missionary uh, endeavor. And when he died, they shipped his body back to England, but they buried his heart under a big tree in Africa because that's where his heart was. So you may want to look at this and metaphorically say to yourself, okay, if I were to die today, where would they bury my heart? Next to my desk at the office? Is that where my treasure is? That's where my heart is? Would it be, uh, you know, out on the golf course? <laughs> would it be in front of the television or next to the refrigerator? Or where, you know, where, where would they bury my heart? <laughs> out in your workshop? I don't know. Where would they, where, where would they bury your heart? <laughs> the what? The recliner, yeah. The big chair that calls. <laughs> That's where they bury my heart on Sunday afternoons. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, where, where, where is that going to be? Jesus said that, uh, then, he, then he shifted gears a little bit. He said, you, you, are, you need to be prepared for uh, the kingdom of God can come at an unexpected time. And I don't think that he just meant, you know, at the end of time what's going to happen. What he was talking about is that the kingdom of God can break into our lives anytime. And it breaks into our lives in the faces of people who have needs. And as we're wandering around, it's amazing how many times the kingdom of God will, will break in front of us. And we have to be prepared to do something. And this doesn't have to be a big, splendiferous thing. I, I, I want to give you a confirmation, regular Lutheran lay people today. It's the little things that we do for the benefit of other people that means we're ready, we're prepared. That's how we get ready and prepared. So if there's somebody who uh, is not included in activities, when you include them, that's being prepared. When there are kids who are being picked on, and you don't pick on them, and you befriend them, that's being prepared. When there are people who don't have food, and you feed them. When there are people who don't have clothes, and you clothe them. When there are people who are grieving, and you console them. When there are people who are lonely, and you befriend them. 
That's being ready for the kingdom of God. It's that simple. It's those kinds of things. And when we're ready, then Jesus went on to say that the servants, uh, when they're ready, in other words, they've been doing these things, then the master comes at some unexpected hour, and then those servants are blessed. Then another weird thing happens. And Jesus usually has a surprising thing in his little stories and parables. And this is it. The master comes home. The servants are prepared. They've been doing the good things for other people. The master comes home, and he slips on an apron, and he serves them. What kind of master is that? I mean, does that, does that usually happen to you? Uh, Ron, does your, your boss come in and say, Hey, here's the keys to the Cadillac. You've been, you've been working again. Go play golf. Here's money for greens fees and, and lunch. Get, get out of here, man. You, you need to be on the links. Huh? Does that happen to you? <laughs> but kind of a what kind of a master is this? It's the kind we have. It's the kind of God we have who himself serves us. At the end of the service, we usually say, go in peace, serve the Lord. I think I want to amend that today. Let's try this one. Go in peace, serve the Lord as the Lord serves you. Amen. Now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.